The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. It comes out spring of 2023, and in the meantime, I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Katie Mason, this is so exciting to be with you. I don't know if I shared this with you, but I love the IASD conferences. There's, they always rock my soul, blow my mind and, and introduce me to new people and new things, but you really rocked me in the best way, the best way. And I don't know if this is, if it started going live. So it's kind of fun to do stuff during mercury retrograde because you press buttons and sometimes things happen and sometimes they don't i'm pressing it for the third time so we might be going and if it doesn't we still at least have us on zoom (laughs) but anyway katie mason i am so happy that you're joining me today i've actually been dreaming about this for quite a while since i met you you were one of the speakers at the iasd conference and I don't like to play favorites, but you are my favorite because oh. <laughs> you're so my kind of girl. I mean, you've got the whole package. You really are knowledgeable about dreams. So you've got kind of that, that grounded aspect. You're a therapist, mm-hmm. but you are hilarious mm-hmm. and you are deep. I mean, I felt like this, the old Siskel and Ebert thing about you made me laugh. You made me cry mm-hmm. and you taught me things and you share so openly. So I, um, let's see, I'm going to tell people a little bit about you. Here's the okay. bio, but then we want to get right to Katie. Katie is a licensed professional psychotherapist Mm -hmm. in her private practice. She helps people take ownership of their lives. Her approach blends personal accountability, the neutralization of triggers and emotions, as well as working with the unconscious mind through dream work. Katie also combines spoken word poetry, storytelling, and humor to creatively express her dreams. She shares her personal journey while simultaneously showcasing various dream work techniques. Katie wants to inspire others to take the risk to be their authentic self. Hallelujah. Katie's a teacher, leader, truth teller, and mischief maker, which is why I love her so. And here's a fun fact about Katie. She moved to Colorado because of a dream and she once mud wrestled to get people to vote. So I love this. And I don't know if you know, but my new book, Katie is, uses mud as the primary metaphor. It's like, I'm in the mud in my book. I literally got in the mud for the book cover. Anyway, Katie's um, website is katiemason.com. That's Katie with a T-I-E, K-A-T-I-E-M-A-S-O-N.com. And Katie, one thing. Yes. I remember before you, you spoke at the IASD, you did what I love to do. And I sometimes forget to do it, but I'm always happy when I do. You brought us into a little centering kind of a breathing thing. Would you be willing to do that? Oh, sure. Today? Okay. Um, let's do a little, I wish I normally do it, but I want you to do it. Conversation and or interview or what, why don't we all just start that way? 
it's, I mean, I have to start every session that way with clients. It's me too. Yeah. So it saves so much time. Yeah. We'll get to the heart of the matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bring it, bring it, Miss Katie Mason. Yeah. So we can just close our eyes and just, just going to take like two simple breaths, really just Inhale, maybe an audible exhale. (sighs) One thing I've been doing lately that I really like is we'll just do this once. We're going to tense up our whole body. So we'll squeeze every muscle in our body from our feet to our face and we'll hold it for, you know, three seconds and then release. So the count of three, squeeze every muscle that you have. So one, two, three, squeeze and hold for three, two, one, release. Ah, there we go. So good. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's all we need. We could go on forever with that. But no, I know. I know. I'm like, okay, wait, why do anything else? Yeah. Let's just, <laughs> let's just do this. It's great. And I, you know what, let's just unpack that for a second. Mm. So I, my preference is every conversation would start that way, but I've been teased a lot about it. So sometimes I minimize it. And sometimes they're like, wah, 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 goes on too long. (laughs) Cause anything other than like a simple Catholic prayer, my Mm. family and people are like, oh my God, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. But it does just, it's such a simple thing to do. Yeah. And it, it's like, all of a sudden, we're not separate beings hovering in our mm-hmm. own satellites. We're like yeah. ah, instantaneously in a place of oneness. Yeah. And for me, if when if somebody's not grounded in a conversation, I, I feel the frenetic energy of it. And it's, it takes me out of the conversation, or I have to spend a lot of time managing the energy. So it's just a lot more work on my end if we're not all grounded too. Right. And it feels like the goal of communication is to get there. And sometimes by the end of a juicy conversation that shows up, but why not start that way? Yes, exactly. Because by the time, because you talk for long enough that you start to settle in, but why not be settled in (laughs) the beginning? (laughs) And then see where we go. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see where we go. And here's some of the things that, that I, that some of the reasons why I wanted to, well, first of all, I did this because I'm selfish and I wanted to have you to myself for a little while. (laughs) I so appreciate you, but I also, um, I, I appreciate the fact that you talk about, um, body issues, health challenges Mm -hmm. as it relates to, and then, and then not letting that stop you. So right before we started recording, Mm -hmm. you started to talk about that. So Tell me about some health issues and how that can be a strange blessing in disguise right. if we let it. Yeah. So I, for like the last, I guess, 12 years or so, I've been in kind of the, the, the diagnostics of it is, you know, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, POTS is a diagnosis that's thrown out there, mast cell activation. You kind of, these, these labels kind of get piled on top of each other. So it's just been a really long journey of um, learning my body and what it needs. And so I'm kind of in the broad spectrum autoimmune um, world. Mm. And I mean, it's completely changed my life. There's no question that um, the way I relate to my body now is very different than before all of this started happening. But what it has done especially in like probably the last couple of years, as I've really understood what's happening, because you spend so much time going to different doctors or trying to like get a grip on something so elusive. And now I really feel like I understand the sort of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual components of this. And because of that, now I can tend to it as needed. And I'm actually coming out of what feels like the crisis of it all and in more in like oh this is just really the journey and so oh yeah this is how I know I'm out of alignment physically this is how I know I'm out of alignment emotionally spiritually and so it's really bringing me into a deep deep alignment with myself um, and a deep anchoring with myself 
Um, but I have to be, I just, I don't live in the world in the same way as somebody obviously who doesn't have to truly, truly manage their immune system the way I do or their, um, their fatigue the way I do. Um, but my, I'm sensitive to energy and um, I'm attuned to uh, the, the, the sort of the really small nuances of the body for myself and others because of this. So mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't wish this on anybody, but I would not take this away from me mm. because it's really been the biggest teacher that I've ever had. And I don't think I'm too stubborn <laughs> and strong-willed. I almost feel like I wouldn't be able to learn the lessons that I've learned without having to be put in timeout so many times because of my <laughs> Oh, yeah. being put like in timeout. It's out. just part of it. Um, I understand my emotional history better. I understand the way that I grew up and some of the ways I compensated for my, my upbringing. Um, I just see, it's like this web, our bodies hold so much information for us. Most of it is unconscious. And now I get to let it teach me what I need to be doing here. Not me try to command it to do what I want mm. to be happening it's humbling for sure but um clarifying oh oh my god you just said so many brilliant brilliant things so it's I, I think of that jewel song from years ago I'm sensitive and I'd like to stay that way mm -hmm. I mean it's kind of like the blessing and the curse we without sensitivity we're just bulls in china shops and we don't we're, we're sociopaths, actually, if we yeah. don't feel we can't pick up cues from other people, right. we are not attuned. And, and yet we're like a tank. Mm -hmm. So good news, you're a tank, you don't feel anything. So you're not, you can't really suffer, but you can't really feel. And that's kind of the point of being here yeah. on this particular planet is to feel things. Yeah. So having it, it's such a, an extreme. I mean, I know for myself, I, I can sort of be, I can be both. I've been, I mean, I think my default is sort of tankish mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. there's a lot of kind of bucket up and steer straight. And I mean, my, I, I was sharing the other day on a podcast I was on, my dad would walk in my room and wake me up in the morning with his invisible bugle, do -do 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 get your ass out of bed and your feet on the floor. And yeah. like, yes, dad, oh, yeah. good little soldier. And okay. <laughs> and that's, there's, there's a place where that's good mm -hmm. because we stretch ourselves and yet there's a pain is just fear leaving the body. Right. Don't feel that. <laughs> and Don't be a sissy. <laughs> so yeah. I, and so I feel like I've been over my, like in my adulthood, I've been kind of back into my sense of like getting sensitive again, reclaiming it. Yes. And my, my thing is I want to have it, but I don't want it to have me. Sure. So, yeah. but we have to listen to it. So how do we do that? How do we right. have it without us having it, having us? Is that? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sensitive, but I'm very strong. So okay. that's a tricky combo because Ooh. like, and most people I know that are I will like a lot of my clients for example are highly like really highly sensitive as I consider myself but they are some of the strongest people I know so mm. there's a tendency to override our natural boundaries or to we tend to we can be pushers some of us where we push through the sensitivities and that's where you get in trouble so right. because we don't believe we've we've interpreted our sensitivities as weakness so we, we don't use it as like a superpower that's giving us information about our environment about relationships um about our own bodies we see it as as some faulty mechanism so we ignore it right so what i've had to learn to do is like oh my sensitivities paired with this this drink i have like I can work, you know, it's sort of the like work smarter, not harder kind of thing. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I can harness, I can be like, I can harness this energy so that I don't have to push and get more done in like a clearer amount of more focused amount of time 
um, like working more sort of efficiently in a way and also learning that because I am sensitive, I actually am more attuned to things and that is a strength in and of itself. So when somebody gives me a hard time for being sensitive, I now know, oh honey, I, I don't, don't mess, like, don't mess with me. I will kick your insensitivity as I am a mud wrestler. I got people to vote. I mean, I played collegiate soccer. I played rugby in college. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I was, I am an heart and that, um, but I have a very sensitive, extremely sensitive body. So now I know Mm. that, um, I'm, I'm working with it differently and, um, that is actually when you learn that nuance for yourself if you identify as sensitive ooh, get out of the way because the most sensitive people i know are the biggest they're very like visionary types we need sensitive people in on like moving forward in all the challenges we have because they're going to perceive the the solutions that aren't available to people who just kind of grind it out because they tend to have a right. tunnel vision. Right. Well, and we are going to get to dreams, people, by the way. Just just know we are going to talk about dreams. And But I want to just unpack this one little sure. bit deeper. I, I'm remembering in the movie Minority Report. I don't know if you ever saw that. It was, Is that with Tom Cruise? Yes. Okay, it's been yes. a He's long not, time. But. Not my fave. But <laughs> but the movie was great. There was these, these beings that were sensitive like extra sensitive beings that were put in this, it was kind of awful, but they were put in this sort of vat of water and with like probes. And because they were so sensitive, they were able to see and predict what was going to happen in society. And they were able to predict crime ahead of time. So that's, so this future society that was actually sort of utopian, not dystopian, because there was no crime because it was predicted ahead of time. So they could take preventative action to keep things from happening. And I get chills as I say it, because even though of course it was a movie and that we would never use people like that, God forbid, but it was the sensitive beings that were like on the vanguard that were, that were helping in the most profound way. And so I get the chills because I feel like there's some truth to that, that there is like the more sensitive you are and able to figure out how to be on the planet still yes, and able to find a way to be able to own it and not have it be a curse, but have it be a blessing. Then I feel like that is the contribution, the ultimate contribution. And I want to just throw in this because this has been something big in my world, like the being sensitive, like you said, it's a strength period, end of story. Mm And I'm noticing for me, it's it's a theme of late, maybe of the last year that feels so important to be able to manage our reactivity. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's mm-hmm. not enough to say, I mean, in my ideal world, it's not enough to just say I'm sensitive. Therefore, that's why I'm killing everybody. I'm hurting. So I'm going to hurt you and you triggered me. So I'm going to blast you or I'm going to whatever. It's like mm-hmm. to be able to take responsibility for that, that sensitivity in ways that don't leave the world as roadkill. Yes. Um, so yeah. how do you, what do you do? Well, with that? I mean, even with my <clears throat> clients, for example, I don't start with dream work. Mm-hmm. I work towards dream work. Cause the first thing oh. I start with is accountability, taking Great. ownership, of yes. learning how to manage your emotions so that you can be in the world. Because yes. a lot of times when people are really sensitive, yeah, they're either, they can be really reactive or withdrawn and isolating. Yeah. And there's a sense that I need to hide and sort of the world's too much. So I'm really working to ground people in all of that first so that then we can really go into the dreams because otherwise for me, um, dreams, they do kick up. Even if you are sensitive, you're probably a natural dreamer yeah. and you have very vivid dreams. Maybe you have, you know, more of these out of body experiences, lucid dreams, all of this. But if you're not grounded and anchored in this, you know, not only this reality, but in the physical world, in your life, then it's going to maybe then exacerbate your sensitivities. 
right. and that, then what, what good is that if you don't know how to regulate yourself? So, right. Well, then you're just considered crazy. And then it's like you, everything, all the brilliance that's there gets written off. And yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. or you're like, um, I just know so much more than everybody else. So I'll stay over here. Right. Either our way is to be here. It's actually yes. to be in the HOA meeting, you know, right. <laughs> or yes. Oh God. Walking, yes. going to the grocery yeah. store. Ooh. Like this yeah. is where we are meant to do work. So if we're not anchored here, then there isn't really much point to keep going off deeper and deeper and deeper because otherwise it's just like, you know, you're chasing an experience, but you're not actually integrating it into something really valuable. Integrating it into something valuable. That's the whole point. Okay. So you've taken the time to do some of this. You've, I mean, your work ain't done, but you've taken yeah. some incredible dreams, incredible sensitivity, and you've turned it into art. Mm. And, um, I'd love for you to share one or more with us. And I mean, you know, I'm partial to the, the dinosaur apple or the apple dinosaur. Futuristic dino apple. <laughs> Futuristic dino. Okay. So I'm going to hand the mic over to you and yeah. tell us, lead us in yeah. however you want to well, go. First I'll share the image. And if you go to my website, you can see it on my website, but um, I, I asked for a dream to help guide me with um, my work in the world, basically. And I was given this image of a futuristic dino apple and it popped out of my wrist in a, in a lucid dream. And my first response was, this has to be a joke. This cannot be <laughs> this image that is supposed to empower me or empower others. And I kind of shelved it for a few years or I'd, I'd work with it, but then put it away. But now I am bringing it to everything that I do. Oh my <laughs> it's, God. It's like the colors. I've worked with the colors, red, blue, and green. I've worked with the um, personification of it. I, it's, it's now a little guide for me. What would the dino apple do? Um, it's, it's just a reminder that there's never, we, we, careful what you ask for, first of all, and <laughs> second of all, be willing to, when you get an image that you've been clearly asking for, mm -hmm. you can't let your ego be like, nope, that's not the right image. You have to be willing to break down whatever comes up for you in order to receive the wisdom of it. And once you are able to do that, it's really cool. So, um, that's, in I'm fact, doing. I'll just say the stranger, the symbol you know, there's juice, there's gold in them, their hills. Yeah. And you did that. Okay. Yeah. So what did so you do with your the ways that I play with this image uh, or, or many images and dreams is through performance, poetry or slam poetry, um, spoken word poetry. So I've taken this image and I have um, spoken as it. And so I'll, I'll share um, my little futuristic dino apple poem. <laughs> it's not very long. It's only like a minute and a half. So that's a good one to share. So you ready? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. God, yeah. <clears throat> okay. I'm a futuristic dinosaur, big red delicious apple, hot lighted with my dino spikes and here for you to sample. Taste this forbidden fruit, I dare. I hope it's an example of my absurdity and complexity. Half the time, I don't even know what to make of me. Back from the dead fluorescent to bring myself a message. No more hiding in plain sight, Katie. I see through your distractions. Downloaded from a lucid dream to bring myself to action. Here to step my game up and see what the hell might happen. Forgot how sweet I was, too busy, wrapped up in my mind. Ignored my dino apple self, too scared to own what I might find. Because there doesn't seem to be a place for such opposite transactions. Stegosaurus future glow? Riding on the back of juicy fruit? How does that even happen? Some think I'm an animated contradiction because I don't belong in any one jurisdiction. I didn't know so long I'd gone extinct, lost my flavor and group think so many years of conditioning so I contained how I speak. But I've made the choice to cut out all the BS in my mind, came back to fill my heart out and see what I might find. So here I am tonight, electric dynomatic freshness, juicy, ripe and red. And yes, my heart tastes the very best. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
in chills on chills on chills. <laughs> it's so good. So how do you work with that? What is that? It's like ancient and fresh and opposite. Yeah. And what do you do with that? With the image, the poem, the creative yeah. process, kind of all of it. Yeah, like when yeah. you say that I, I like I bring it in because I I'm I love to tell people a dream ain't over just because you woke up. And if right. it's if it's got some some juice to it. then the more you play with it over time and bring it in the deeper and juicier and bigger it gets. So it's like, it it doesn't have that diminishing return as some things in life do it's opposite. Right. Well, and you know, there's so many ways to work with dreams, but I, I still come back to one of the most simple forms of speaking as the image it's simple but so profound and so with this image I just imagined how would I describe myself as this and then that's like the prompt right and then you just let it lead you creatively to where it does and before I knew it yeah I'm a futuristic dinosaur big red delicious apple I mean that's literally just describing what I am and then I'm like (laughs) what does that even mean? I'm hot lighted with my dino spikes in here for you to sample. I don't, I'm not quite sure, but it's working because I'm describing it. But then the next thing I realize is I'm describing a really complex image that doesn't actually seem to belong together, an apple and a dinosaur, but it does, it works. And I'm then describing the paradox or the maybe natural contradictions that is me as a human being. And I'm owning it instead of like, I don't know. I don't make sense. I'm this and I'm that. I'm like, yes, I'm this and that. And then I, I get to just let the pen keep moving. And before I know it, I'm, I'm seeing this image is so bold. You can't hide if you're a, a dino apple. And here is, I am in an illness, a chronic illness that requires you to be in bed a lot that requires you to be indoors or like away. You can't just, I'm not out gallivanting around the world when I had have a chronic illness. So I'm seeing, oh my gosh, I need to be visible. I'm called to be visible. This image is going to teach me about visibility. Um, So in a way, it just starts to unfold on its own. And that's dancing like with the the creative muse, right? So the image is now like working through me. And I'm almost channeling it. And I can tell when I am because... You talked about getting chills earlier. There's yeah. this sort of the sensitivity. That's where it comes in too. I feel the tingling kind of happening on my system. I feel this movement through me. Like there's literally like energy moving through me. I'm like, I'm in alignment with the expression of this image. And when I'm not, I can tell it feels blocked. It feels constricted. I'll write something. I'll be like, that doesn't really feel, I don't, I don't exhale when I read that line. So it's probably not the truth. Um, and then sometimes I'll just throw in stuff just because it's funny or it's it rhymes and I like it or I don't have to explain every detailed part of expression. Um, and then when I perform it, I'm like, whoa, something is happening to me. Yeah. And I start to know that I'm really I'm partnered with the image because I am changed mm. after that. And and if you're not feeling that level of awakening with 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 your dream image let's say you you haven't gone deep enough oh which is it's hard for me because I think there's a lot of brilliant dream workers out there and then there's a lot of people that it's just it's very to me like uh heady from the neck up from the Mm -hmm. neck up um Mm -hmm. and I like it to be raw that's what I love about you Katie Mason I feel like you are raw and you don't leave out what's from the neck up, but yeah. I feel like it's integrated. It's like, it's the whole thing. And it. yes. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and I, so I love the idea of speaking from the symbol or from inside the dream and being and speaking yeah. out as opposed to us with our little mini baby logical minds going, oh, well, let's poke and probe at that and see where, what categories, I mean, then there it's fine. Cause I think all of it's like, it's, it's a hologram. Can yeah. I tell you what just popped up with you, sure. with your dream for me? And you okay. probably already got this. Cause I know you've been playing with this for a while, but I got um, the origin story, two mm-hmm. different origin stories. Yeah. There's like the spiritual religious origin story yeah. that all started with the apple And then there's more of the scientific aspect that starts with the dinosaurs. And it's like, what if they're both? What if they're blended? 
spiritual, scientific, all super terrific and blended in. Like, ah, it's both. And yeah, that's what, you know, that it's not, it's rarely either, or it's most often both. And, and that's what I love about this image is it's like, it's paradoxical, but that's, that's because there's room for opposites to come together. There's yeah. room for, yeah, like science and spirituality. There's room for both of them. Yeah. have both of them. Oh, so, so, so juicy. And I love, okay, so this feels, it just, this is one of the things I love about dreams. I feel like they, because I can tend to be a speedy person, like, come on, bada bing, bada boom, let's go people. And You're I feel American. like- <laughs> I totally am. Oh God, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, it's so embarrassing <laughs> going to Europe and everyone's like, where are you going? Uh, is something on fire? <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. Oh God. But from the, what's good about it, I, I like that dreams just get us right to the, the heart of things. And sensitivity mm-hmm. also bypasses the maze of all the other places and things we could explore that just are basically a waste of time, but just to get right to the heart, sensitivity dream work, bam, they just get like right into that place. And it's not just for the dreamer, you sharing this dream. I remember watching you perform for the first time feeling like, oh, this is so powerful because a shared dream becomes everybody's dream. Yes. Yeah. And it takes, and it's like Paolo Coelho said, I always like to quote this, this the dreams speak the language of soul. And one person speaking from their soul via a dream connects us all with that soul. We're touching the soul of the world when we're touching our own soul. So you are doing that. And ah, uh, it's so not like I am now performing for you and I will entertain right. you, but it's like, right. let's, there's no business like soul business. Yes. Huh. Yes. Yeah. I'm sharing, I'm sharing the depths of me and in hopes that uh, it touches the depths of you so then we're like connected through it I'm not I'm not like people be like oh you're a comedian or you you're a performer I don't I don't like any of those words per se because I I'm I don't just like I'm not just trying to like entertain you I'm trying to connect with you and you happen to do it in a fun and entertaining way which is friggin' brilliant okay so I know I'm, I'm remembering the one, there was one that had a hood and I remember oh, being yeah. real. Can you, the would you be the oversized coat? Yeah. Yes. The trendy oversized yeah. coat. Yeah. Is that, I don't know if that's putting you on the spot, but well, I can do the poem, but that poem's like seven minutes long. I don't care. Okay. It's so good. Yeah. I I'm happy to do it. It's one of my uh, favorites. Okay. It's just, I just wanted to name. Dino okay. Apple was like, boom, boom. Trendy oversized yeah. coat is like. I think it's worth it. So people get comfortable, plug in, take a breath. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. And the image just in the dream was me and I'm wearing this really trendy oversized coat and it's bright green in color and I'm surrounded by security guards trying to like protect me from the paparazzi basically okay <laughs> love simple it. Im- like really simple one frame of an image of a dream so um which is what I love about this too we don't have to all it takes is one image that's all it takes so okay When I keep my hood up, then you don't have to see me. Is this trendy oversized coat has enough room to hide me for years, man. There is space for a whole secret life under here and nobody would ever have to know. 
All they would see was mystique wrapped up in color so bright, how alluring, they would say. Their jaws dropping, ah, she's so pretty, so trendy. She must be ahead of her time how fashion forward it is to hide. If I take off this coat and everyone actually sees me, will I still get paid the way I want to be? Feels like risky business being me, even as a therapist, ironically. Seems I need to be put together more than the average person to help the average person. Fair enough. I have credentialing. I am a professional after all. But I struggle like the average person. I am the average person because we all are the average person. Our struggles universal. Our stories archetypal. We are all humans after all. Well, last time I checked anyways. I guess you never really know these days. What a weird trend to hide underneath overgrown personas wrapped up in the belief that it looks cool. I know I need to shed this coat, but I'm going to feel naked and exposed. And who's time to be themselves when rent is due today and the path I outlined for myself is changing every single day? Can I really be in the business of just being authentic? Yeah, go ahead, Katie. Just be yourself all the damn time. Come on. I know it's not that easy, but it's not supposed to be. See, if I wanted the easy way, I wouldn't be sitting here today. I'd just be going along my merry way like the rest of the hiding robots. So it's clearly time I shed this cloak, my coat, my 21st century magician's cloak that helps me disappear. No, it's not going to be easier without it, but it will be more honest. Nobody can ever take that away from me, right? See, I had this sensation building inside of me for quite some time, but I couldn't fully identify what it was, so I suppressed it. Then my joints began to ache like my body's begging, resuscitate, resuscitate, but I ignored it. So my spine began to flare my heart, warning, beware, beware, but I avoided it. Seems I wanted to be sick. See, sickness is the oversized coat I wear to hide the fact I actually care deeply about this life. Who has time to care when you're exhausted? If I'm too tired and I'm too sick, then I don't have to face the fact that I'm scared shitless about owning all that I want out of this life. Because then I have to step out as me over and over and over again to get it. There's no rest and vulnerability. It's a marathon without the finish line. The point is not to succeed. It's to experience myself and grow into me. It's to be real for no other point than to just be real. But to do that, I have to take full responsibility of all that is me over and over and over again. And man, that is hard. So much easier to blame, especially when you're sick in the States. Organic food is so expensive. GMOs and toxins are making me ill. If gluten could just disappear, I'd be healthy for like a year at least. And I'm supposed to work myself to death because that's what they tell us, whoever they are. Now, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm just saying I have a choice in how I feel. And man, if I don't feel challenged by that every single day, because if I'm in charge of how I feel, nothing can bring me down ever but me. But taking responsibility for my life does not guarantee money or prosperity, validation or acceptance, relationships or family, even love. It only guarantees that I'm in alignment with me. No wonder we all hide in trendy oversized coats. How vulnerable to be that exposed without any external reward. So as my heart aches for that authentic place, my mind pulls that hood back over my face saying, are you crazy? Get back under there. But the gift of getting sick is I know in every moment where I'm at with me, incongruency flares in my gut, daggers in my spine, knocks me out with fatigue. No wonder Americans are so sick. We've all fallen blind to our own internal oppression, our over-alignment with the mind, our obsession with wealth instead of heart health, entitlement that we've earned it by now because we work so hard. But I get it. I don't just want to be real either. I want to be joyful. I want to thrive. You can feel the heaviness in this poem. I'm speaking it to get it out of me and hopefully lighten up my vibe because Katie, it's time. Seriously. And the only way I know to do that anymore is not to hide no matter the external cost, no matter the identity loss, because the only guarantee I have is me. So today I take down my hood and I take off this trendy oversized coat. I stand up here exposed and have no idea where I'm about to go from here. But I know I'm one step closer to having my heart clear. That was the fastest seven minutes I ever knew. <laughs> and it is a hot summer day and I'm just in chills on chills on chills. Oh my God, you hit every single button. It was so beautiful. That trendy oversized friggin' coat. It's on trend. <laughs> See it How does it, it's so good. It's so good. And I, I just have to tell you what a, I know you 
contributed to me that this book that I, that I'm writing or this, that's coming out in January is filled with what's under my, my trendy oversized coat. I mean, I'm rolling around in the mud and I'm just like revealing secret after secret after secret. And, and my publisher reminded me, it's not just secret after secret and muddy, yucky thing after it's, she said, it's miracle after miracle after miracle. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Because it seems so ugly, what's going to be under there. And then once it's cleaned up a little bit and like, like, it's like, this ain't so bad. In fact, maybe this is more lovable than that trendy oversized coat that is like, who needs that? So, and whoever, I mean, I, I, in some way, my litmus test these days, and you contributed to this. So I just thank you. I mean, there's a, I mean, I could say Glennon Doyle, Elizabeth. Gilbert and Brene Brown and all of all of them. It's like, oh my God, thank you for being courageous and for wearing your pain on your sleeve and also revealing those miracles. But it's it feels it feels liberating. And whoever, and this is my thing, and I might end up all alone, but I my my saying is if when this book comes out in January, if whoever's left standing is those are my people. And if some people are repelled and they run away or they judge or whatever, it's like, thank you so much. And don't let the door hit you. Go, go. I don't want to be, I mean, for the longest time, it was like, oh my God, I have to dodge and weave and to keep people liking me, but then wait, they like me or they love me, but it's under false pretenses. That's the booby prize. Ooh, we don't want that. Yeah. Oh, I was just sharing with a client, a young client. She's very young. She's in her early, barely 20. And we were, ta- and she was talking about all the things she has to do to get the guys to like her. And I was remembering this and it's like, oh my God, I used to, when somebody would say, I love you, Kelly, I would want to scratch their face off. I would want to punch them. Like, really? Like I'd go from Barbie doll to like psycho, like you are an idiot how like you think you love me you fell for my act you fell for my trendy oversized coat you imbecile now I have no respect for you and now you must go it's like that wasn't their fault how cruel and how horrible but thank god yeah I was able to write about that and not keep doing that so excited for you anytime anybody shares that they are like taking a step to be more in their truth I just that's what I live for you know and and I do when you're saying yeah it isn't just about like secret after secret. it isn't just about revealing for the sake of revealing it's like if you're going through a therapeutic process of it if especially with writing if you're taking the time to like transcribe this you're humanizing yourself and you're just being who you really are anyways so Mm -hmm. like that to me, that you talk about sensitivity, that helps my nervous system relax. Like mm. I, I relax when people are themselves. I think all of us do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause then we're like, oh, I can just like be at ease. I feel like I'm constantly on the search for, it's not just about dreams, but it's, I feel like it's beyond dreams. It's where dreams point us toward. It's, it's, I'm sure I'm going to come up with a better phrase for it, but for now I call it human 2.0. And I imagine the human 2.0 version of ourselves is sensitive, dream centric, which has us be compassionate and has us be intuitive and has us live in a more fluid and effortless and kind of more joyous, Mm. joyous way. And and I, I feel like that's what we're, that's what we're moving toward. And I feel that way toward you. And I feel like, so you give me a gift and I, and I feel like I've in turn spread that around <clears throat> myself. So it's, it seems like it's a tiny, I think it's, it's, it's a bigger, bolder move than Lance Armstrong or whoever it was, who was it that stood on the moon? <laughs> One small step for man, not Lance Armstrong. He was the guy that rode the bike, Buzz? Wait. a Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Not Buzz Lightyear. 
<laughs> no. Um, oh God, I'm such a rocket scientist. One no. small step for man, one small step for mankind. <laughs> what happened to the song is the biker. I know. No. No. Okay, that's gonna be in my dream tonight. Lance uh, Armstrong okay. riding his bike on the moon. Yeah, I'm blanking on it too, but uh there's a guy named Somebody. Ben who was on the moon. <laughs> but we're this is <laughs> okay, I'm blushing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh my god. This is yeah. I can't spend too much time in the dream world because we forget what we come back on. here. But the bottom line is it's like one small step for humanity every time you say something and even like even making a mistake, even befuddling something. It's like, oh, lightning didn't strike. I'm not dead. I I, I can do this. I can yes. be a messy, That's blessy, gutsy. Yes. Then <laughs> we get to just keep learning as we go. We don't have to pretend that we have it all figured out. And we can also be in our power while also, and be learning you know there's this like i think people like arrive and they're like i'm an expert and now i can't show any vulnerability (laughs) and it's so irritating because we're all trying to figure out how to do this human experience thing together i don't care how (laughs) you know long you've been on this planet if you think you have it all figured out then you're you're missing something you haven't gone deep enough into your dreams let's just say that Exactly. I'm looking it up and it's, uh, I'm trying to find who said Neil Armstrong for Neil God's sake. Jesus. But there's a buzz guy. <laughs> I know there was, there's definitely a buzz. <laughs> that wasn't just in Toy Story. I figure out who this buzz guy is. I know, I know he exists. <laughs> I love you, Katie. Okay. So, how can people. <laughs> We're never going to forget this. One small Buzz step. Light for- oh, Buzz Lightyear's put the flag on me. <laughs> oh, oh for the love of this God. I am all sweaty. I know I'm sweaty too. <laughs> I went from being chilly with the chills and now yeah. I'm just like a sweat ball. Okay. <laughs> so Katie, how can people, if they want to work with you, if they want to do sessions with you, if they want to work out some of their dreams and maybe turn them into spoken word poetry. How can they find you? I know Katie Mason is the website, K-A-T-I-E-M-A-S-O-N.com. K-A-T-I-E-M-A-S-O-N.com. That's going to be the best way you can just contact me directly through the website and you can just send me a, a an email through there and let me know what you're looking for. I do have some of my offerings listed, but there's more that will be continued to be added on there as I'm in the process of redoing my website right now. So, but you can certainly contact me through there um, for Great. anything, questions, inquiries, um, more information. Great. And, um, and you'll know that you're in the right place when you see a techno dino apple that's on the it's so cool i love this image it's so wonderful so any final parting words for um for anyone watching and or listening what about sensitivity vulnerability authenticity dreams i think for my for for like my sensitive souls out there who are just like kind of struggling with how to be in the world I just want to really encourage you to keep at it, like keep finding the support you need to, 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 to understand your strengths. Um, keep learning how to harness your dreams because they are such a fabulous guidance system for you and know that you are needed. We need you in the world. So it's mm-hmm. worth the work to figure out how to refine your system so that you can have a, a more expanded uh, capacity to be in the world as it is without needing the world to change you can initiate changes along the way for sure Um, and i'm all about that and we can also learn to have a greater capacity to be with what is just by working with our system and that's super powerful so oh oh i love i love that and in fact i i felt what i heard in what you just said is it's you're also not looking for the world to validate you in some way the sensitive ones what if you're the one who does the validating what if what if you're the leader yeah like that's the thing is like when you become we step into a leadership 
role. You're not like, uh, you know, you learn to just walk in your power and your truth without having. I mean, we still need care and compassion and, and acceptance from people, but you just learn to trust yourself enough that yeah. you can walk your path regardless of what other people are doing. And people will start to notice, maybe not at first, but they will over time. Um, well, you are making a difference, Katie Mason. You've made a big difference in my heart and my soul and in my in my life and in so many different ways and aspects of my life. And I know that you're paying it forward. And I'm looking forward to one day your book coming out and and more shows and more, more Katie, more Katie. This world needs more Katie. You are a sign of the times. Thank you for your techno dino apple self and your naked self that's not underneath this big old fashionable oversized coat god bless you katie mason everybody check her out katie mason.com k-a-t-i-e mason m-a-s-o-n.com god bless you katie thank you so much my sweet thank you so much kelly mm, appreciate you so much all right let's do this again one of these days soon Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to pre-order my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, Go to your favorite online or brick and mortar retailer, then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a new live DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DreamWork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time. Remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm. 